Gewaldik. Another Geschmack of Daf Erevas, Daf Ayin, page 70 of Mesechus Yavamis. And we are up to Daf Ayin Amud Aleph. Daf Ayin Amud Aleph. And where did we get up to? So we're going to back up a little bit. Let's pick up again from Amarava. Okay, we're now in, you know what? Let's even go back to the bottom of Amud Bez. Um, we're, we're in the middle of the Ika da Amri. That's the, that's the Emes. We're in the middle of the Ika da Amri. So we're going to start from Ika da Amri, which is three lines from the bottom of Samach Tesamad Beis. The first word on the line is da Amri. Okay? And we're going to, the Gemara is giving a second, uh, a second version, a second approach, a second Mahalach between the Machoika Sina Baye and Rava and how to understand Rav when Rav told us that the kid is going to be a Mamzer and Shmuel says the kid's going to be a Shtuki. Okay? And that's when an Arusa becomes pregnant. We don't know exactly who the father is. So, Ikadamri. Let's go all the way back there. Here we go. Biva Olel. Here's the case. The Arus says, I had beer with my Arusa. Seder. So, we're going to call it step one of marriage they had. The Arus says, yes, I did have relations with her. Everybody's going to agree. We're going to assume it's the Arus. We're going to assume it's the Arus. Which, I'll piece for, according to logic, makes sense. Okay? The Hachi Yitmar, and this is the Machoikasin Rav and Shmuel. Arusa She'ibra, if an Arusa becomes pregnant, again, and we don't know who it is, so Rav says, Avlad Mamzer, we're going to assume the kids are Mamzer. Shmuel Amar Avlad Shtuki. And on that Machoikas, Amar Rav, Rav says, Mistavram, they'll say the Rav. The words of Rav make more sense to lay Daima Minei, Vidaima Me'alma. Because we're dealing, where'd Rav say the kid's going to be a Mamzer? That's where she's. There, there's no particular danya, there's no particular uh, suspicion that she had relations in the, in, uh, with the Arus, but there's even greater suspicion that she is with somebody else. Okay? That's what Rav's going to say the kids and moms are, because there's no Svara Davka telling us it wasn't the Arus. Avol daima minei, but let's say she's ever suspected of having relations with the Arus. Afal gav the daima me'alma, even though she may be loose with everybody. Still, basre didei shadinulei. We're going to say it's the Arus's. Okay? Now, this Svara holds weight in general. This is a general Svara. Except we're extending it to Arison. This is a general Svara by Nisuan. How do we know who our fathers are? We don't really know. Only because Raiv Bilas Since most acts of intercourse of a woman we're assuming happen with her husband, we know who the child is as a Chazaka. Do we know for sure who a mother is? Absolutely. The baby came straight out of the mother's body. So a mother's always a vadai. And a father, how do we know who our fathers are? It's coming Miteras Chazaka. What we're doing over here is saying that that Chazaka extends even before there's an expectation of Be'ilis. That's a fascinating idea. But right, Be'ilis, so to speak, even before, even Bishas Eresi, even at the time of step one of marriage. Omar Rava. Rav says, Mina How do I know that this is the, the this is the approach between Rav and Shmuel? Said Zechuf Steve. Tiktani, we learned to the Mishnah. If she gave birth to a child, she's allowed to eat truma. Why? You assume the father is the kain. What's the case? If you're going to say that we suspect that she had relations with the Kayim, and we don't suspect that she's having relations with other people, do you have to tell me that she's allowed to eat Shuma? Why in the world do you got to tell me she has to eat Shuma? You have a woman who, there's no reason whatsoever to assume she's having, she's having 
bio with anybody besides for the kain. Is there a chiddush to tell me that her, that if her, you know when she has a son she's a lady uh, because of him? Of course not. The kids are kain. Elolav. Rather, what must be if it's if it's a chiddush? What must be the case? The diamond Not only she's suspected of having relations with the kain, but of anybody. So says the Gemara. Umahasam. Now that would be a chiddush because we're still going to say the kids are kain. Now says the Gemara. Umahasam. Just like over there, dalahai isura. Ulahai isura. The maisa. She's not supposed to be with the kain, and she's not supposed to be with anybody else. We still say that we assume that the child came from the kain. Okay. Lost the place. So we're also assuming. That, Uma, huh? We're also assuming that the, that, that, that it's that it's not true. That, that was not true. There's just a suspicion. It is, but it's not true. We don't we don't believe it. Correct. Correct. What we're going to say is ultimately we don't believe that suspicion because we know there was a kayan who 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 was with her. Okay. Again, over here, by the case of an Arusa, to anybody else who's also to an Arus. Is Lamaisa, is she mutter? She's mutter. They just didn't do Nisuin, right? But Lamaisa, they're married. It's not cold. They're not going to call it a full-fledged Nus. So like Koshkain, how much more so, how much more so should we not say that it's coming to, from the Arus? So it's coming from the Mishnah. What we're coming out with is a, is a fascinating idea in Rava's approach. What Rava's saying is that if ever you have an Arusa where the suspicion is out there, the word's out there on the street that she's having relations with the Arus and she may be having relations with other people, we're going to say still the child belongs to the Arus. Okay? Fine. Arus. Arus is the... Man who said amikudashasli, he made, he, he made a, a uh, acquisition on her, but they never fully moved in. All right. He now, fully... uh, they, they, they never did Nisu, and they never moved in together. Oh. Okay? All right. Now, according to this, just to bring, let's take a step back and bring this full circle. Why are we having this conversation? Because we're trying to understand Rav saying, Havlad Mamzer. Rav says the kid's a certain mamzer. Why is Rav saying the, ch- the child is a certain mamzer? Because in a case where we suspect her for having relations with other people, and she's not suspected of having relations with her arus, says Rav, Havlad mamzer. The kid's certainly going to be a mamzer. If we're going to say he's puzzled in other cases, certainly when we're not even suspected of being with the arus. Okay. However, Abai argues on Rava, and this wraps up our Gemara here. Amr le Abai. Abai says to Rava, No, really, I'll tell you, kol hecha dadaime me'alma... Whenever we assume that the woman um, is with the Alma, she's loose with any man, then even if we know she also may have had relations with the Aras, still Omar Rav Avlad Mamzer. Says Abai Rava, no. Don't tell me that the kid's only Avadai Mamzer when she wasn't with the Aras. The kid could be a Mamzer even if we suspect she was with the Aras. Okay? Even if maybe it came from the artist, that's man. No. We're still going to say the kids are moms here. And I'll tell you why. Says Abaye, because there's rumors out there. And if there's rumors out there, you don't know. Umas Nisan and in our Mishnah, but the Lai our Mishnah is talking about where there was Lai Damakal, there was no suspicion at all, not to the not to the Kayan, not to anybody, and that's why we say the kid's not a mamzer. However, Abai is being machmir, and Abai is saying that if you ever have a suspicion 
that Shitaka did have relations with others, it doesn't matter. Aros, it doesn't matter. If you suspect her of being around, we're going to have to assume that this kid's a mamzer, she's not allowed to eat truma. Fine, period. That wraps up the sugya from yesterday. Now with the two dots, uh, about 12 lines from the top of Ayin Amad Aleph. Here we go, the next part of the mission. Next part of the... Why are we so, why are we so uh, easy in, uh, condemning, in condemning her? Why are we so easy in condemning her? Yeah. When, she's, when she has a name of being out there with other men? But she's not allowed to eat truma. This we're, is. We're suspicious. I mean, we. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I hear. Right. Rabiel's asking a, a gishmaka a, a gishmaka question that's worthwhile focusing on to to clarify. Okay, let's clarify. What you're asking is, this is all rumors. Innocent or proven guilty? That's your question. Good. Why are we nervous about this kid? So the terror says like this, you, you would be correct, you would be correct if, when you mute you for a second, you're, you would be correct if um, she would have a husband. If she would have Nesuin and a husband, then what you're saying is ain't a chanami. But over here, she's having a child, she's not supposed to be with anybody. When she's not supposed to be with anybody, then there's a, what we're saying is, once a person breaks Gedarim, you broke your Gedarim. And I think there's a beautiful message here. If you're not, or if you don't follow the Gedarim that we are instilled with Maishu Rabbeinu at Harsinai, so then you're suspected. But, as I is. But it makes a lot more sense from a psychological perspective. Agreed. That she's going to be with her Oros than someone else. I mean, okay. they're, new, they're I, I not think I, newlyweds, I, but newlyweds. Rabbi Rabinsky's saying that, listen, wouldn't logic dictate that if she's going to be having relationships, she's going to be loose, maybe it's with the RS and nobody else. The Teretz is. I think years, this okay, is... Maybe. I think this might be a psychological... I don't know. But maybe there's a psychological machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. When Rav's saying the kids are vaday mamzer, Rav's saying no. A person who's broken Gedarim will break any gather. Where does it stop? And Shmuel's saying, like you say. And Shmuel's saying no. It's called a shtuki. Shtuki is like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Sheket. <laughs> Quiet. We don't want to talk about Father's Day. I think that that's maybe the idea. All right, here we go. To that, says the Mishnah. If an Eved Kanani um, has relations with a Kehenes, she is no longer allowed to eat Truma. Okay? The Eved passels her up. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, my time. What is the reason? Now, what's the reason for what? See, so here we go. If we look back at uh, if we look back at the Mishnah, five lines from the top of Samachtes Amud Beis. The Mishnah says that an Eved passels for, uh, um, a Kahenes from eating Truma when he has relations with her. However, Mishum Zera, he himself is not going to be considered the offspring, the Zera that is around to make it that she can. No longer go back to each room. Okay? And we said we're going to explain the case. We're going to explain the case. Did you use the word Kohenes? Yes. Kohenes. Which means? If a Kohenes marries a Yisrael, that while they're married, she's not allowed to eat Shuma. A woman, yeah. While she's in her father's house, the Kohen's house, she's allowed to eat Shuma. 
Once she marries the Israel, she's no longer allowed to eat truma. If the husband dies childless, then she's allowed to go back to her father's house. She's permitted to eat truma again. Now, where Gemara now is going to explain a statement we just said in the Mishnah, which is that even though an Ebekanani who has relations with her is going to ruin her ability to every truma again, however, he himself is not going to be considered a child if he comes from her. <clears throat> he's not going to stand in her way of going back to eating truma. He's not considered a child, right? He's not, a, he's not Jewish. And the Mishnah went through a case of saying how such a thing is possible. You have a who has a, who married Yisrael and their, and their son married out. Fine. This, so now there's a child here. Says the Gemara. My time. What is the reason that this Ebed is not considered the child? Says the Gemara, Amar Kro, Shteyn Posuk, Ha'isha Viladea Tia Ladenel, which by the way is the source that Judaism follows the mother. Okay? The halach is like this. If you have an Ebed every, you have a Jewish servant. The owner, the Jewish owner, is allowed to have the Jewish servant live with the Shifcha Kananis. And after the end of the six years, what happens to that Eved? He goes free. What happens to the children of that Eved? If these kids are Jewish, could they stay with the master? No. Vice dies must be that Judaism follows the mother, not the father. Since the mother is not Jewish, so the owner is allowed to stick with the kids. Seder? So if you have a, a um, Shifcha Kananis and a Jewish father, and they have a child, that child is not considered related. Beautiful. So now let's explain our case of our mission. Ready for this? You have a woman who's a Kahanis. Listen closely. Woman's a Kahanis. She's coming from the Kahanis. She marries the Israel. They have a son. That son, uh, they have a, yeah, they have a son who's with a Shifcha. And that Shifcha now has a child who's an Eved. And then everybody dies. All that's left is the Babi Kayhenes and the Enikul, who's an Evan. She could go back still to her father's house to eat Shuma. It's considered like she doesn't have any offspring. That's what the Gemara was clarifying. Grandma. Okay, the Babi. Yeah, the Babi can go back. All right. Mamzer Paisel Michael. A Mamzer Paisel, if he has relations with a Kayhenes, she cannot eat Shuma. Umaychel and also. Uh, allows the Israelis to continue teach Ruma, uh, Mamzer is called an offspring. Okay. Think of the same case with the kid, instead of being an Eved, the kid ends up being a Mamzer. So they are related, and she's called offspring. So, if, uh, you know, let, let's, let's, let's say this out. Let's say this out. You have a woman who's a Israelis, marries a Kohen. Their child has a child who's a Mamzer. Okay? The halacha is that this mamzer, even if the only people left, is the mamzer and the babi Yisraelis, the babi Yisraelis is allowed to continue eating truma because she has a grandson who's a Kohen mamzer. Okay? And this Kohen mamzer is considered related enough, considered offspring enough, that now you have grandchildren, you have Enikla who eat truma, you can also eat truma. Okay. Tanar of the rabbis, Dern Soshuiv, Zera Ein She has no... Offspring in the Elazara. I only know that her offspring allow her to continue eating Shuma. Zara Zara and I had no grandchildren. Okay, the Gemara is asking a basic question. We know that children allow a Yisraelis to keep eating Shuma. How do you know that Enochluch are like children, that even if she only has a grandson, right, that, that, that allows her to continue eating Shuma? I only know Zara Kosher, Zara Posman. I had to know even if she has illegitimate children that she could continue to teach Ruma. Answer the Gemara, Tamalimar, Vizera Ainla, and this is, I find this to be an amazing thing. 
Ain law says the says the Gemara, and we find this in multiple places in Shas. Ayin Allah, look into her. You know, you look into it. See if there's anybody here. See if there's any related children, grandchildren, great grand uh, grandchildren. Any kosher puzzle ayin law. Be my I just find it interesting that the word ain there's not also hints to ion. I'll tell you a message I personally take from this is. Sometimes you think there's not. You think somebody is not. You think, you think something is not. You think something is chaser, something's lacking. There's nothing garnished. Yeah? Says, whenever you're about to discount something, just be my eye and take it a step further. It's, it's, don't be so fast. Says the Gemara, but the Yud and Ain Law, which were darshaning to be Ayin Law, is already used to teach me that even grandchildren uh, allow her to continue eating Chuma. So is it grandchildren or is it Ayin Law? Which way should I make the Drosha? Says the Gemara, Zara Zara Le'ish Shachra, grandchildren don't need a Pasuk, but a Bonim Arain Kabonim, famous statement from Chazal, Ki is Shachra Lezara Pasul, Gavaldik. Grandchildren are like children. Even better, you get all the Nachas and none of the Tzar Gidl Bon. Yeah. All right, but you get that also. Huh? You get that also. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll wait my time. Um, Lazara apostle, so it's coming to include Lazara ain laws, ain lataka to look into it and say that even if she has children who are illegitimate, as long as they are offspring, as long as they're considered zera, that's going to allow Yisraelis to continue eating truma. Okay, says the Gemara, and this is something that when we learned the Mishnah. On Amud Beis, we um, so we had to make a premise, and the premise was that if ever you have a non-Jew or an Eved that has relations with a Jewish woman, that kid's a mamzer. Okay, which means by every intermarriage, if the husband is not Jewish and the wife is Jewish, the kid's gonna have a status of a mamzer, according to that. According to that. According to that. So we're, we the Gemara is gonna go through right. The Gemara is gonna go through this. We don't pass it like that. Here's the, here, here we go. Says the says to his beloved brother-in-law, Rabbi Echanan, Kiman, who is our Mishnah following? Rabbi Akiva, so the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, Damar, Yesh Mamzer, Mechavi Lavin. Oh, since the Chiyav Lav, Memeil of the kids, automatically a Mamzer. Says Rabbi Echanan to his beloved brother-in-law, Rabbi Lakish, nope. You do not need to say that our Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, if you him or Rabbonon, it could even be the opinion of the Rabbonon who hold. That by Chavi Lav and the kids, not a mamzer. However, here it's different. You know, by the Gechavim, the Eved might do. By, when it's a guy or an Eved or an Eved Kanani, they'll still agree the kid is a mamzer. Granted, it's a Lav, but it's a Lav with a Chumrah. It's a Lav. It's a negative command, but they'll still agree the kid's a mamzer. Why? How do you know that? Why, if it's coming, why, if the father is not Jewish, or the father is an Eved Kanani, would we say, even the Chacham hold the kids of Mamzer, the Chiyasa Rav Dimi, when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, Amar Yisrael by Rav Dimi, Shum Rabbeinu, he quoted Rabbi HaKadosh, Oyved Gechom Evravobas Yisrael, Avlad Mamzer, you hear this? Now Rabbi argued Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi said that you need to be a Chiyav Kares, in order for the child to be a mamzer. But now we're quoting Rebbe to say that even the child is going to be a mamzer under these circumstances. Let's wrap up the last piece of Gemara. Says the Gemara, by a Sometimes, um, if, a, if a, there's a lady who has an enikul, who is a kain gadol, the fact that there's a kain gadol as her grandson is going to make it that she cannot eat truma anymore. 
Psh, wow. Her grandson reached the pinnacle. Still cannot eat shum. Okay, why? Here we go. Tonu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Hareni kaporas babiti kuza. A woman could say, I should be in atonement for Ben Biti, the son of my daughter, Kuza. Who's a Kuza? Okay, now what's a Kuza? Thank you, Hashem, for Rashi. Rashi says it's a small jug. It's a small jug. What does she mean? A small baby that is kli-katan. mamzer uh, uh, I'm grateful that my grandson's a mamzer. I'm grateful. I'm grateful my grandson's a mamzer. Yeah. Shemachileni b'chuma. Because the fact that I have a mamzer now, you know, if everybody else uh, kicks the bucket, I could still eat chuma. She's Yisrael, this married to Kayan. And her anicles, uh, uh you know, comes from that relationship. So the kid's Jewish. It comes from a, a lineage of Kahanim. And therefore, she can still eat chuma because, uh, because she's uh, happy to have a mamzer grandson who's, I mean, I don't know if she's happy that he's a mamzer, but she's happy he's around. Okay. Because it allows her... To eat truma. The eni kaparas bambiti kada, and may I not be a kapara, may not be atonement for the son of my daughter who is a keda. Rashi says kli choshev, and a valuable vessel. Kalaymar kaingodol. For example, kaingodol shapoislani min atruma because he's going to passel me up from. Um, you could you find the circumstance where she, where the even though the grandson is a kohen gadol, he, he could still end up passing her up from eating truma. Oh. Okay, hadron alach almana, hadron alach almana, hadron alach almana gevaldik. Okay, mazel tov. Everybody finished the seventh parak of Maseches Yavamas, and now we start the eighth parak, the Heiliger eighth parak. We're going to continue on the topic of truma. Let's learn the Mishnah, and then we're going to pause. And focus a little bit on Xera uh, Shavas and exactly how that works, because that's going to be a big focus of the remainder of today's daf. I got to pace myself well over here. Um, all right, we have Minchas uh, fifty-five, so we have till forty-five. Okay, get, 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 get. Says the Mishnah. Anybody who is an Earl, yeah, we're going to name him Earl. Somebody doesn't have a bris milah. All right, v'chol tamayim. Anybody who is tamay, what? Is it the reason that all those... You're asking on the last case of, of the parak, How a grandmother is going to be upset that her grandson's a kind gadol? Well, um, what I'm getting at is... Yeah. There, there were certain periods of time where the Kornim and the Kohen Gadol... Right. The second base on Mikdash. Yeah, they bought their way in, as we learned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is that the reason for all this? No, not necessarily. I'll give you a case. Let me, let me give you a case. You have a uh, you have a woman who marries a kayan, and the the um, you have a woman who marries a kayan, and she has this mamzer grandson. Ready? Here's the case. Ready for this? You have a woman, she has she, the little mamzerul who's a kayan. We we have that case. Yeah, she mar- you have a Yisraelis married uh, marries a yeah, and she has a mamzer. So now she have Yisraelis who marries a kayan. They end up with a mamzer grandson. So that mom's her grandson allows her to keep eating shuma. So how do you have a kain gadol that's gonna that she's gonna say, oh, now I can't eat shuma anymore, right? So let's say she goes ahead now and marries a Yisrael, and they have a 
daughter who marries a Kayan, totally fine. They have a daughter who marries a Kayan, so their son-in-law is a Kayan. Now their, their daughter and son-in-law have a son. That son is completely allowed to be a Kayan Gadol. Yeah? So, she, she, at, the sa- at the same time, she could have one anical that's a mamzer and one anical that could be, that's, uh, that's turning into a Kayan Gadol. But one's helping her and one's hurting her. That's it. So one's allowing her to eat chuma, one's hurting her chuma. It's just, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you want to know what gives people nachas, I guess allowing them to eat chuma. <laughs> gives them, I, I don't know what, what else to tell you, you know. But um, if, uh, you know, if everybody ends up dying because of her, she's going to be stuck with this, with this grandson who's a kain gadol eating chuma, but because she has him as offspring, she can't go back to eating her chuma. So that's how you're going to have both possibilities. All right. Uh, uh, let's go. Here we go. First, let's have a brismila or anybody who is tummy. Okay? Is not allowed to eat truma. Clear. Straight up. Straight up. No brismila, no truma. If you're tummy, no truma. But their wives and their families, things that they own, their servants could continue eating truma. Is this a chiddush to anybody? No. Shouldn't be a chiddush, right? You have a Kohen who punk doesn't have a bris milah. And he got married. He's married, yeah. He doesn't have a bris milah. He's not allowed to have a bris milah. His two brothers uh, died from bleeding in their bris. Fine. He can't eat chuma. His family is good. Or you have a Kohen that becomes tummy. All of a sudden the whole household has to stop eating chuma. Nope, they can all eat chuma. Okay. Patsua daka ukrus shifcha. What about a Kohen who's a patsua daka Mamish. What's today? Monday? Ah, we're still within the uh, Parsha Zemar. Till Tuesday, we have Parsha Zemar. Yeah? Gavalda. So, uh, so uh, you have a Kayan who's got uh, crushed testicles, or there's something wrong with his uh, aver, something wrong with his male organ. They are permitted to eat Shuma, and their servants are allowed to eat Shuma. But their wives cannot eat Shuma. What? Gvaldik. Doesn't matter. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. is only time of marriage. What we're saying over here is that if a woman were to marry him illegitimately, she's going to become a halala, and a halala is not allowed to eat truma. Okay, Gvaldik. But let's say they didn't have relations before he became betuah dakroshivcha. So then they continue eating truma. Right? Depend on the time of the knowledge of Bia. Interesting. More than the acquisition. Right. More than now. Okay. Says the, says the Mishnah. And this Mishnah is going to get very specific over what the ailment of Petsua Daka is. And the Gemara is going to get into this as well. Vezu Petsua Daka. Baruch Hashem, we have a mile with us over here. So, Vezu Petsua Daka. Who's considered to be a Petsua Daka? Kol Anybody who's Beitzim, the testicles, are, are uh, hurt. And even if one of them is hurt. Now, hurt does not mean that it got a bang. It means like it's, the, it's terribly, it, there's, it has a maka, it has like a wound. Okay. Ukros shivcha. What's considered a kros shivcha? That's an issue with the testicles. What's an issue of a kros shivcha where the actual aver, the actual, the actual male organ is cut? 
it means kolsha nichras hagid, where the aver itself is mamish cut off. We'll see later, Bezem, what it means. However, if he has enough of an aver where the tip of it is still in existence, even in the slightest amount, kosher, he's not called a kroshivcha, and he's permitted to be in a regular marriage. Okay, very interesting Mishnah. So again, let's give a quick overview of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that when a person doesn't have a bismila or he's tummy, he cannot eat shuma, but his family is totally fine. Okay, what happens if you have a full-fledged Kohen and he's got an issue with his, uh, his Beitzim or he's got an issue with his Aver, so he is allowed to keep eating shuma. You can, you can eat shuma as a Kroshivcha. The whole issue of a Kroshivcha is just with the marriage. You could eat so he could eat chuma, his avadu could eat chuma, his wife cannot, as long as uh, as the, the Mishnah clarified, as long as as they already knew each other, okay, if they didn't know each other before, I mean they didn't have relations, um on, if they if they knew about it before their relations, that's when we hold her accountable. Otherwise she's not held accountable. And then the Mishnah explains exactly what Psuadaka and Kros Shifcha is, and the Gemara is gonna get more into detail. I'm sorry, I don't quite understand. Here we go. He- Back into the Gemara. Tani, we learned in the Brisa. What's the source? How do you know an RL is not allowed to eat truma? So, before we get to the answer, let's understand how we're now going to enter something called Xerah Shava, something we've had very common. Let's explain exactly how Xerah Shava works. Azoy. Here's how Xerah Shava works. Xerah Shava, number one, needs a Mesora. It has to be passed down from Moshe Rabbeinu at our Sinai, which is not difficult. Li'ayin hara baruch Hashem. All the Torah that we're sitting here learning today has been passed down, unbroken chain, Rebbe to Talmud. Name, we, have, we have name by name, going all the way back to Maishavinu. That's not an issue. But how, do, how does it function? So here's how a classic Gzereshava functions. If you find a word in one place that is extra, and you find, enough, you find that exact same word, if it's not exact same, there's exceptions to this, as we know from... Uh, of, um, they both mean the same thing, although they're different words, okay? But let's give a case of the same word. Same word, two different places, they're both extra. We're going to look at that and say, give me a, give me a common denominator. Okay, for example, classic example. The first shas of the Gzera Shava is the word b'mo'ado. Right? It says the word b'mo'adoi, but when it comes to Shabbos, what does b'mo'adoi mean? And it's set time. It's letting me know that even on Shabbos, you bring the carbon atomic. It says, okay... The word mayadai is, is extra fine. What if the word b'mayadai, so that you have to find it in two places, and it has to be actually, you can't just find a word here and a word there and start making stuff up. It has to be actually, is, what, that, is the common denominator also brought down always? Or is that, is that open to... The common denominator has to be through Messiah. Also. Yeah, also has to be through Messiah. Now, here's where the shaila starts. What happens... If you have a, two words that are similar, but the, that one word is necessary in one place and unnecessary in another place. That's called mufna. Is it mufna mitzad echad? Mufna means available, it's open. Right? Is it mufna mitzad echad? Is that word open to be interpreted in one, one out of the two? Or in order to make Zereshava, do you need it that it's open in both places? So there we're going to have a conversation. Okay, that there's differences of opinion, but everybody's going to agree. Even if you hold it does work as a Shava, it's a weaker Xerah Shava and much easier to refute. 
if it's only mufna mitzad echad, if it's only available on one side. Mufna mishnitzad, if it's available on both sides, it's going to need a much stronger question to knock off the common denominator. All right, let's get going over here. Says the Gemara. Let's start this again. Tanya, we learned in a bray, so we're starting the Gemara. Amr Abel Yazer, Minayin La'aral Sheinah, Echotu Ehenu, and Aro Kanadi Truma. Namar, it says, Taishav V'Sachir Bepesach. It says the word Taishav and Sachir when it comes to the Karbon Pesach. Okay, a Taishav literally means a dweller. Sachir is a hired worker. By that, that, the, both of them eat a Karbon Pesach. V'Namar Taishav V'Sachir B'Truma. And also says Taishav V'Sachir by Truma. Ma Taishav V'Sachir Amar Pesach, Aral Asr by, just like the Taishav V'Sachir. If he doesn't have a bris meal by carbon pesach, he's not from it. Ah, taisha besachir ha amor betruma aral aser by so do a taisha besachir. It says by aral is not allowed to eat from it. Now, what is the taisha besachir in these psukim referring to? A taisha literally means a dweller. A sachir is a hired laborer. In these psukim, the word toshav, they're both Jewish. Toshav is an eved ivri who's there till yovel. He's a nirtza. He's there till yovel. He's dwelling with the master. A sachir, we're calling a hired laborer, is a six-year evet. A six-year evet and a nirza are both obligated to eat the carbon pesach, and they're not allowed to eat the carbon pesach if they don't have a bris meal, if they have an aro, okay? If they have their foreskin. So the same way, in order for them to partake, the taisha of a sachir, to partake of the carbon pesach, they need a bris milah, so too we're learning out, the same word, taisha of is learned out by truma, then ordering chuma, you need to uh, you need to have a bismillah. Rabbi Kiva, I'm Rabbi Kiva says, "Einoit zarech." Rabbi Kiva says, "No, einoit zarech." What does einoit zarech mean? No, you don't need a gzereshav. I don't need this. I don't need toisha v'sochir to teach me that an RL uh, can't eat chuma. I don't need a gzereshav. You know why? Ish ish lerabbi sa'arol. Any man can eat chuma. Lerabbi sa'arol. That includes a kohen in doing what. So if you look at the Pasuk, look at the Pasuk Ish-Ish. Yeah, we have it on the side over here in the, in the um, Torah Ara Sholem. So the Torah says, Ish-Ish mi zera arayn vayikra chof beiz dalid. Any man, any man from the children of Aaron, v'hut sarua, oizov, bakotchim, lo yoichal ad asher yitor. But again, you're not allowed to eat. Ish-Ish, each man is not allowed to eat, which means... What do you mean? There's two types of men. There's only one type of man. Right? We don't have a gender identity thing going on over here. So what's a shish? One means bris, bris, with a bris mila and without a bris mila. So what the Gemara is just doing over here, Pashat, is to keep this, to keep this bikis, is everybody's in agreement and Aral's not allowed teachum. Why not? First opinion is Gzer Shava, Taisha Second opinion, Rabbi Akiva, Ishish. Amar Mar, Betana Taurus. That was our Xerashov. Now, says the Brysa. Mufna. This Brysa, quoting these words of Taisha Vesachir, is using words that are Mufna, they are free, they are available to be used. Why? This is a Xerashava that is Mufna. The, the words Gervatayshav, both by the Pesach and Truma, were completely unnecessary. That's Mufna means. They didn't have to say the words Gervatayshav. Okay? Taishav is Sakhir, I'm sorry. Right? Why? The Ilav Mufna, because if it would not be words that are open for a drasha on both sides, 
Ikolamifrach, I could start making low-level refutes. Remember? If it's only open on one side, the slightest refute undermining the xera, uh, undermining the common denominator is going to knock it off. He says, we can refute this. If you're going to tell me this is a, a Gzera Shavah, let me tell you, this better be a strong one. Because if it wasn't a strong one, Mufna and Mishnet them open on both sides, I can refute this. How so? I'm going to say Mal Pesach. What about a carbon Pesach? Shekein chayavin alav mishum pigel v'neiser betame. By carbon Pesach, you're obligated on all the sacrifice obligations, right? You have to have the right intent. It's not allowed to be left over. You're not allowed to eat it while it is tame. Now, let me ask you a question. By truma, you ever heard of pigel on truma? No, no such thing. You ever heard of nicer on truma? No such thing. Shaykhiz, right? So we can undermine the common denominator unless you want to say that they're muf, that they're mufna, Mishnah saw them, it's open on both sides. Okay, so then you have enough, if you, you're going to have to darchen it up stark, and this is not going to be strong enough of a question. Memela, the, Memela says the Tana Adiuk. You have to know, for this to work, Gerbis Aishav, extra on both sides. So says the Gemara, Loi, it's true, Afnuyi Mufna. Taisha Vesachar, extra both by Pesach and both by Truma. Now what we're going to do is show how. Hey, Mufna. Okay? Which, where, where do we see that Gerb is free, is available to be Darshan? Says the Gemara. Eat the Truma. If Gerb by Truma is unnecessary, unless we have the Jerushava, I'll say it like this. Mahu, Mitzrach Trichi. I'm going to tell you, guess what? Gerb is actually needed to be written in the Torah as far as Truma. The Tanakh learned the Rebaisa, Taishav. What is a Taishav? Zak Kanoi Kenyan Ailam. As we explained, what's a Taishav? Somebody who's acquired forever. Right? What does it mean forever? Until Yaival. Sachir, Zak Kanoi Kenyan A Sachir is only somebody who's acquired for six years. Okay? So that's a Taishav and a Sachir is a Nirza and a standard Eved Ivri. Now, Vayaymer Taishav, Vayaymer Sachir, if the Torah were to tell me, ready for this, that a Taishav is allowed to eat, um, allowed to eat, and you don't tell me about a sachir. The I mean, I'll say, listen, if a nirza is not allowed to eat truma of a kain, how much more so should a sheishonim not be allowed? Ilu kain, and if that taina would be true. That Itaka wouldn't need to write about Sahir. Hayisi Aimer, I would have said, Taishov Zakonu Kinyan Shana. Says Gabar, no. You know how I know, ready for this? How do I know a Taishov means a Nirza and a Sahir means a Sheshana Mebet? Because it says, Taishov is Sahir. Says Gabar, if I would have left out, write uh, Taishov not Sahir. Sigmar is answering no. If I would have said Taishov not Sahir, I would have said a Taishov is a Sheshana. I would have said a Taishov is a six year Evid. But what about a nirza? He's allowed to eat shruma. So basachir v'limen al taishov. Basachir comes and teaches us what a taishov is. So the word sachir is taken not extra now. To teach me that even though the taishov is here till yaivel, still an eichel. Doesn't matter if your master's a kayan, you're not allowed to eat shruma. Wow. So now. What just happened? You know what just happened? The word Toshav Vesachir by Truma is not Mufna. 
It's not available to be darshan. It was absolutely necessary to teach me the halachas itself of Juma. I need Taisha. I need Zachir. Otherwise, I wouldn't know the halacha that a Kohen who owns an Eved Ivri, that Eved Ivri cannot eat Shuma. Never can he could. An Eved Ivri can't. You're not considered owned. Your body's not considered, you're not a kin, you're not goof. You're not considered owned. So now the Gemara says, one second, right? So in order, to, let's take a step back. I just want to make sure we're taking, a, we're taking a, a big picture view. Before we said, for the Gzereshava between Shuma and Pesach to work, Tommy and Arl can't eat, both sides need to be muffin. Says Gemara, whoa, 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 okay, show me what's free here. Because on the Truma side, I don't see Mufna. I don't see anything being free on this side. It's absolutely necessary to, to write Taisha Vesachim. Now, Allah the Pesach Mufna. You can tell me that the Xerashava is coming from, uh, is coming Mitzad Pesach. No, that's not going to work either. Because here we go. Hi, Taisha Vesachim, Gosh Vachman of Pesach, my new. What is Taisha Vesachir that we write about Pesach? He named Taisha Vesachir Mamish. If you're going to tell me it's Mamish talking about a regular Taisha Vesachir, right? In Evan Ivri of six years, or a Nirza of Yaival. Mishum da Havile Taisha Vesachir, Iftalem Pesach, just because I'm owned by somebody else, I shouldn't have to eat of a carbon Pesach. Last year I ate of a carbon Pesach. This year I decided to sell myself to another Yid. For six years. Yeah, okay, either he stole, bezin did it, or you can even do it yourself. Now that I'm an Evid every to somebody else, I don't, I don't have mitzvahs of a Karman Pesach. I would have thought that you don't eat Karman Pesach just because you sold yourself as Evid Ivri. But we said by Truma, that they're not eating Truma. And guess what? If you're not eating Truma, that means you're not really acquired a Kenyan Aguf. If I can't, if my master's a Kohen, the law of a Kohen, as we learned last week, is anything that the Kohen acquires, he could feed Truma. If my master's a Kohen and I can't eat Truma, it must be I'm not acquired. Top line of Ayinam Abayz. Alma, like Konile Rabbi. If an Ebed Ivri cannot eat Truma in the, when his master's a Kohen, that must be I'm not really acquired. Well, if I'm not really acquired, Hachanami, like Konile Rabbi. Why would I think that a carbon Pesach I, I shouldn't be eating? An Eved Ivri shouldn't be eating. What just changed? I'm an Eved Ivri, so what? Am I owned by somebody else? Did something happen? No, obviously not. I can't eat Truma. I must not really be owned. If I'm not really owned, I should still be obligated to eat my carbon Pesach. Okay? So therefore, is it necessary to write Taisha Vesachir or eat by Pesach? No. It's not necessary. I know, of course, they could eat by Pesach. So that must be free. Okay, so what we just said is like this. Let's take a step back. We're making a Gzera Shava that an uncircumcised fella cannot eat shum. Gzera Shava is coming from Pesach. The words, Taisha Vesachir by Pesach, the words, Taisha Vesachir by Shum. Says Gemara, let's take a step back. Are Gevetaisha free by Truma? No, not free by Truma. Clark? Yeah? Is Gevetaisha free by Pesach? Yeah. So we just established it's Mufna Mitzad Echad. It's only available on one side. Okay, now, says the Gemara, Fa'akati Mufna Mitzad So right now, we have a Mufna Mitzad Echad. 
Now the problem is, going back to what we said originally, if you only have a one-sided extra word, you can easily uproot the Gzera Shava. You can ask questions on it, you can have a whole Shaklavitariya. Now if you can have a whole Shaklavitariya, let's go back to step one, why do we have a Gzera Shava? It's only Mufna Mitzadechad, and we knocked out the common denominator already four steps ago in the Gemara. How do we knock it out? We said... Pesach was more strict. It was pigle. There's nicer. Chuma doesn't have these things. So ask the Gemara now. We're back to step one. Where's your Gzera Shava? Understand? Chavra, you tell me. Do we have a Gzera Shava? I don't think so. Because, what are you going to tell me? Taisha Vesachir? That was only Mufna Mitzad Echad. And we just knocked out four steps ago that it, there's no common, that, that there's an obstacle on the common denominator. It can't be. Gavaldik says the Gemara Kivan Since the pasuk by Pesach itself is not necessary, We're going to take the, uh, one of them on that which is being learned and that which is learning out from. Says the Gemara, a major, major chiddush. A major chiddush over here is that Taishav is What we're going to do is we're going to use the word Taishav by Pesach, when you use the word Sochir, by Truma, and make the Gzereshava one word over there, one word over there, aye, one's a Nirza, and one's a Sheishonim, it's not exactly the same, yeah, but they're both Avodim, so they, that, that works as a Gzereshava, that's what Gemara is going to say, it is amazing stuff, amazing stuff, you have a Taishav here, Sochir here, one on each side, and therefore it's still going to be Mufna Mishnei Tzadim, and now there's Mufna Mishnei Tzadim, don't ask me from Pigle and Iser, the Xerushov is going to stay. Says Gemara, one second. Hold on. I have some more upslugs on this. You know why? Because, why don't we say that if you're going to make Xerushov, you know, by carbon Pesach, an Onain is not leading to carbon Pesach. We say the same thing by Chuma. Is an Onain. A Kohen is an Onain. They lose a close relative. The relative is not yet buried. Are they permitted to eat Chuma? Yes. The Allah is, you are permitted to eat Chuma as an Onain. Are you permitted to eat Shuma as a carbon Pesach? No. A carbon, an Onin is not permitted to eat the carbon Pesach. They're going to have to wait till Pesach Shem. So, what do we do? Says the Gemara, if you just told me you have a strong Zereshava, why Taka's Onin have a different halacha? Answer the Gemara, Amar Beis Rachinin, Reis Rachinin says, Amar Kra, V'chol Zar, and every Zar, Zaru Samarti Lecha Veloyaninas, which means that only... Um, only somebody who's a non-Kohen is also from eating Truma, but a co- person who has a status of Kohen, even though he's an Onin, can keep eating Truma. Okay? So the says, very nice to have a Gzeres Shava, but we have a Gzeres HaKosav. A Drusha from a straight Gzeres HaKosav telling me that an Onin can eat Truma. Says the Gemara, Ema Velayarelis, how do you know that it means Velayaninus? How do you know that you can eat Truma as an Onin? Maybe it means you can eat Truma as an Oral. Yeah? Haksiv Taisha Vesachir. Says Taisha Vesachir. Umara Isa says Gemara, classic Gemara fashion. What do you see to include a uh, onin in the permissiveness of eating truma and not an arl? W- w- why are you including one and excluding the other? And to the Gemara, Mistavra Arilos Havale the Rabbi, it makes more sense that that it's usher to eat truma as an arl, and it's not usher to eat truma as an onin. Why? Shekain mechuser ma'isa umaisa the gufa. What's the issue of an arl? The issue of an aral is an action that can take care of this, and it's something that's done mamish on his body. Ve'onish kares, and there's a chiyuv kares if you don't give yourself a bris milah. The yesh nei lefnei adibur, and guess what? 
The eighth mitzvah ever given to Klau Yisrael is Brismila. I should call it Ta'avram, right? We know there's seven, seven mitzvah in Ayach. The eighth mitzvah we ever got was Brismila. Hashem gave that to Avram Avinu. The Mila Sechara of Avod of Makeves. And the, um, and the Mila of a Zohar and an Eved are Ma'akev, get in the way of bringing Karman Pesach. Says the Gemara, Adarav, just the opposite. Aninus, we should include Aninus, Kin Yeshra Bechol Shah. Aninus applies at all moments until whenever a person dies. This, this, is, uh, this is an ongoing thing. Okay? Means you can't do anything until the body's buried. Uh, in Aro, you can get rid of the, uh, get rid of the foreskin. So the says, Hanach Nefishin. What is Hanach Nefishin? means we're more machmir on somebody who's an Aro than somebody who is an Onain. So the Gemara is walking away with, by saying, you know why I'm including an Onain in being allowed to eat Shuma, but I'm saying that an Aro is excluded from eating Shuma? Svara. Because we just know that we're in various areas of Torah, we're machmir on an Aro. We're machmir on an Aro, and if we're going to exclude somebody from eating Shuma, and our, my choice is an Aro and Onain, it's going to be referring to the Aro. Rav Amar Rav says, Even without saying that, oh, and oral in general is more machmir, still you could say namila matzasamir. You could, you could still say that it's not svaradik to say an onin should stop eating truma. Even without that, you could still say that. Why? Because shafkinan arelus dechsev begufei de pesach. We should say, listen, when it comes to arelus, a person who does not have a bris mila, it says, but the, the halacha of an oral is said mefurish, explicitly by pesach, v'yafinan al ninos mi pesach. And we should learn out al ninos the halachas of an oinin from a carbon Pesach. The Pesach gufei mi maise gamrinon. He says, I don't understand something. Pesach itself is learned out from the halachas of Meiser. We know that, uh, that a, a, um, a person who does not have a bris milah is learned out from Meiser Sheni. Meiser Sheni, you're not allowed to eat Meiser without a bris milah. And that's how we know you're not allowed to eat a carbon Pesach as well without a bris milah. And... Now you're going to say that that's extending to an onain? Nah, you can't go so far. Okay? Memela and onain would be permitted to eat truma, even though he's not allowed to have a karm pesach. We're going to move along now. Just got to, we got to, uh, we're, we're at times. So let's just get to the bottom over here. Hopefully we'll be able to touch this well. Maybe we'll pick up uh, we'll go back here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem as well. But says Gemara, Imam Pesach Mila Zecharav Avodah Makeves. Just like Kavim Pesach, when we say a bris Mila of a person's of a person's Zecharim, their their male children Avodah and their servants Makeves are Maakev. You can't include your Eved or your children don't have a bris Mila in your Kavim Pesach. Af Truma Mila Zecharav Avodah Makeves. We say so too by Truma. The fact that your child does not have a bismillah or your evidence have a bismillah, they should not be allowed to eat shuma. Only once you have a bismillah, you could eat, you could eat from Okay, so we have a, again, telling me to be more machmir by the Korban Pesach. Says Gemara Yachi, if that's true, Ema. Why don't we say only of the carbon pesach? You're not an aral is not allowed to eat, but an aral could eat truma. Huxiv taisha v'sachir says Gemara. We already made a gzera shava of taisha v'sachir, which teaches us that an aral is not allowed to eat truma. I already have that gzera shava. I wouldn't need the pasuk of bay. Sigmar says, Umar Isa, why are you learning out from Xer Shava over the Pasuk? It's more logical to say that Arelus, which is on the body itself, we're coming to include in the in the in the Isser of Truma Shikane, Maisa Bagufa, something on the body, Vanishkari. Same Svara, same logic we said earlier. Says Gemara again, same response. Adarabah, just the opposite. Mila Zakharava Vodav Havali Rabuye, we should include 
the, the, the lack of a bris milah on a person's zecharim in their family or their slaves that they shekein yeshla because it happens at all times. Hanach it happened that uh, we're more machmir 